0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Malbehaved Racing Experience Podcast. This is uh, episode three of the second season of this podcast. And uh, I am your host, Ryan Peterson, coming to you from the Feel Like a Pro studio at the Feel Like a Pro Garage here in Folsom, California. Normally, this is a track day racing PTSD based uh, podcast, but honestly, That's all shut down right now, thanks to the COVID-19 crisis of 2020. There are uh, no track days happening. There's no motorcycle riding, except for very few opportunities happening. Um, And we're pretty much uh, in a state of constant lockdown, shutdown, chaos. It's kind of weird. It continues to be an extremely weird time right now in 2020. For a lot of people, it's uh, it's no change. If you're an introvert who works at home, uh, nothing's changed. But I'm not. I am an extrovert. I get my energy from people and being around people. That's why I get my energy from being at the racetrack, being with the feel like pro clients, being with the fellow racers, fellow track day guys, fellow coaches. And honestly, I am struggling. This uh, COVID-19 lockdown is its taking a real toll on uh, us extroverts that get our energy from everybody else, um, but it is what it is right now. I, there, there's nothing we can do right now other than continue to stay the course. Um, today is the 4th of March, to, uh, 2020, so uh, we've been in this now for three weeks and two days officially since the declaration of the federal emergency, uh, we get all kinds of mixed instructions, mixed uh, do this, don't do that, don't do that, do this kind of information. Uh, just for example, like masks. For the longest time, they're like, don't hoard masks. Make sure that if you've got masks, we don't don't buy masks because our healthcare workers need the masks, and and they don't really do anything anyways, and uh, they they. Uh, the powers that be held that line for a long time. And then yesterday, uh, that completely changed. Like, if you're going outside, you need to have a mask, a cloth mask, an N295 mask, or whatever. Wear it right. Cover your mouth. Make sure that you're not uh, spreading your germs, um, your viral infection load to others. Uh, make sh- Assume that you are contagious and that you're not trying to not get it, but you're trying to not spread it to anybody else. So we woke up this morning trying to figure out, all right, so uh, masks, what do we do? Um, pulled out, uh, so i have run a couple of uh, Ragnar events. Uh, one was a trail event, and we got a bunch of Solomon, those uh, buffs that you pull down over your face to keep the dust and stuff out of your mouth and nose. I've got a couple f- uh, warming ones from a different marathon here or there that I've run. And uh, so I pulled those out of the drawer, and those are uh, that's the, uh, the Peterson household masks for right now um I, I don't think that we need anything else besides that <coughs> and yes i'm still coughing yes i still have uh, some residual effects of that cold that i had um about three weeks ago which is kind of a pain in the butt because anytime you cough right now everybody's like oh my god it's the corona he's got the rona hide 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 oh my gosh he's gonna kill us all no i have seasonal allergies it's a uh, uh, in April, March and April in California, it doesn't uh, doesn't so much snow like it does someplace else in the country. It, uh, it pollens. I went out to drive my truck for the first time uh, yesterday. I had to run over to the storage and grab the toy hauler and pull some uh, pit bull racks out of the toy hauler because we've listed the toy hauler for sale. Hey, by the way, if you're interested in a really nice 2016 model 31-foot uh, bumper tow toy hauler that is absolutely clean, pristine, and I love it, uh, shoot me an email at Ryan at feel like because uh, it is a three quarter ton or full, uh, one ton pullable. Uh, no half ton because uh, it gets up to about 13,000 pounds when it's fully loaded, but uh, room for four bikes, sleep six comfortably, seven if you throw somebody on the couch, uh, it's got a four place recliner and everything else. But you know, if you think that you want it, uh, shoot me an email and I'll uh, send you the, the listing for it. Um, anyway, so I had to take the pit bull stands out of that because I'm moving them into the feel like pro trailer. And uh, when I got in my truck, it was yellow. The whole windscreen was yellow. I was like, ew, gross. No wonder I can't barely breathe. But uh, so combination of seasonal allergies, residual effects of a cold, and everybody looks at me like I am carrying the Corona-19 COVID plague of 2020. So I'm trying not to cough, trying to keep my lungs as clear as possible. But, you know, that's what it is. The uh, allergy season is kicking my son's butt. He uh, woke up this morning, and uh, you know he's 12 years old, but he looked like he'd been on a three-day bender. His eyes were, you know, blood and red, sh- you know, red and bloodshot, and uh, he was sniffling and snorting, and looked like he had uh, been through the ringer. Um, so that's what's going on here in, in Folsom. Uh, thing is that you know it's weird. I've got all this time in my hands. I just officially got the notification that uh, I'm not really going back to work until at the earliest, the 2020-2021 school year. So, like, first week of uh, September is when I go to work, which is, it's it's neat, but, uh, you know, I'm still teaching courses online. I'm still doing my online stuff. I'm, I'm creating online content for my students, but it's kind of weird to sit and look and go, Wow, from March thirteenth, so April, May, June, July, August, September—literally six months—where everything I'm doing is completely different. Um, so normally, when I'm not in school and I'm not wearing my uniform and not seeing students, I grow out a beard. Well, today uh, I started thinking about it. I'm like, is my beard protecting me from the virus, or is my beard act—is it acting like a filter, or is it acting like a catch can? uh, for viral load. I'm like, eh, okay, the beard's got to go. So I shaved off the beard and, uh, honestly, I don't miss it. Um, I think this will probably be the first long break where I don't maintain a beard. I think I'll probably shave once a week and let it grow in for the rest of the week and then shave it off again. Um, just kind of, I guess maybe I'm just growing up and don't feel like I have to look like a mountain man just cause I'm not at work. I've uh, been doing a lot of cycling. I joined a COVID-19 19 mile per week running cycling challenge. Um, working out is kind of deciding, uh, decided that's uh, that's how I'm going to occupy my time. I'm going to try and uh, lose some of the post-retirement uh, weight and try and get down, back down to my pre-retirement fighting weight. And uh, that way the, the, the little Ninja 400s can cart me around the, you know, cart my fat butt around the track a lot easier um, so that, that's kind of what we've been doing. Uh, we've kind of been running with the, uh, the wife, been cycling, uh, mostly just light, easy mountain bike stuff. Um, but that came with, it's coming with a cost. Uh, we're realizing that uh, everybody that hasn't worked out since 1988 now thinks that it's time to get out and work out because that's the only time they can get out of their house. So here in Folsom, we've got 200 plus miles of bike trails. They're nice and big and wide, except for when you have people walking four wide across that don't know their trail etiquette. And then I saw a graphic today that was posted by the Center for Disease Control that was showing how when you're cycling and you're exhaling, when you're cycling at 20 miles an hour, how it's leaving a spray of your breath particulates can be virally infused up to 12 feet behind you. So anybody that's cycling within 12 feet behind you is actually catching that viral spray load, assuming that you are COVID-19 positive. And so that made me go, uh, nope. Uh, There was a group of guys today that were, they were going out, Hey, we're going to practice a social distance, six foot spacing mountain bike ride on a group of trails that I really wanted to ride on. But after I'd seen that graphic, I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel like it's a good time to be working out with anybody that I'm not already exposed to. So I'm not going to be doing any cycling in any groups whatsoever, unless it's uh, my wife and my kid, Um, and we'll be you know doing that solo. And I'm really trying to pick pick off off peak times when nobody's out on the bike trails because it's that crossing paths with everybody else that doesn't seem to understand. Uh, We were the three of us were out for a ride yesterday and stopped at the top of a hill and we're getting ready to take a selfie and. Uh, this little teeny bopper girl coming down the hill with her friend, chit chatting with somebody else on FaceTime says, Oh, do you want me to take your picture? I'll take your picture. And I'm like, uh, normally I'd say yes, but right now I, uh, no, cause I don't want you to come near me and I don't want you to touch my phone with your germ ridden hands. So it's kind of turned me into this weird germ phobic guy. I've never really been that guy, but now I am. I've, I've probably, I have probably... I'm going to try and keep a tally tomorrow, the number of times I wash my hands, but I guess I stopped counting today at about 30. Uh, and we're talking full 20-second, wait for the water to get hot, lather them up, hand washes, which is what we're supposed to be doing all the time. Um, but I feel like I'm just obsessively, compulsively doing it anytime that I touch anything. And granted we completely disinfected our house from top to bottom yesterday with Clorox bleach and microfiber cloths and, and everything. And nobody's come and gone except for us. And I'm still freaking out about it. Why am I freaking out about it? Because the numbers keep climbing and there's a lot of people out there that posting graphics are going, you know, the, the swine flu killed 24,000 people. And, and the, this flu killed that. And this, you know, this sickness killed this and nobody freaked out. Nobody locked us down. The problem is that this COVID-19 coronavirus is an unknown H1N1 swine flu, blurred flu. All those, those flu based viruses are, they're a known factor. They're a known quantity in that we have some sort of residual, we have some sort of residual antibodies to those viruses. Cause we've been, we've been, Exposed to a a sibling or a derivative of that virus in the past, um, no matter who we are, we have this virus is something completely different. It's it. It's nobody has any antibodies to this. Nobody has any immunity to this. Nobody has any any. This is a brand new animal, and or brand new critter, brand new bug, so to speak. And it, that's the that's the scary part is that it's not that you know the swine flu yeah it killed 24,000 and change people in its whole whole run the problem is, is that this one is so incredibly incredibly contagious and you don't know that you're contaminated you don't know that you're contagious for weeks you know five to seven to 14 days from being exposed and that means that your viral load is higher and you're spreading it around without even knowing you're sick so that's why I'm, I'm just i'm not doing any bike rides uh, i'm not doing any group runs and it's killing me because i really i mean this is the first time where i've had saturdays free in two years after grad school i mean this is the first time that i've had the opportunity to go out and hit this saturday mountain bike ride group and and, and you know and i'm getting in shape and i'm loving riding mountain bikes and i just don't want to do it i just don't want to take the risk um running. I mean, I finally started to build up my running mileage. I just saw a, a memory from four years ago on Facebook where four years ago this week was the, my, for my ultra, I did the American River 50 miler. And right now I can barely run three miles without dying, but I'm building it up and I'm working and I'm trying to get back after, you know, crazy knee surgery and, and all kinds of craziness. But it's, it's, it's a challenge because I, I, I get my, my, motivation. I'm not intrinsically motivated. I'm extrinsically motivated. I'm motivated by, I'm motivated by races. I'm motivated by groups. Uh, I love group workouts. That's why I loved going to the CrossFit gym. I had to give that up for my job because I just wasn't being able to make it you know, routinely. I love the, com- the competitive attitude of being in a CrossFit gym. When it comes down to me doing my own workout, I just don't do it as hard. I don't work out as hard. And my son accused me yesterday of, of making everything a competition, and I bet him that that wasn't true. Um, and then we, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I do. I, I thrive on competition. I thrive on you know, that competitive spirit and that competitive nature, and I don't have that when I'm working individually. So this is giving me the opportunity to work on me. This, this isolation, this lack of group, this lack of things is giving me the chance to really think about why that is. Why am I so driven by competition? And I don't think that that's going to change me from being a competitive racer, and I don't think it's going to change me from being who I am, but I want to know why, and I want to find a way to be more intrinsically motivated. I want to find a way to be more individually motivated, not have to be motivated by competition. So, more on that, I just, you know, more to follow. I just kind of wanted to let you know what headspace I'm in, because the first two and a half weeks of this this, uh, self-quarantine... Has really, really screwed with my head. Um, I am not staying com- connected to my Moto community except for on Facebook. My wife's like, Oh, you're always on your phone. It's like, because I miss my people, I miss my track family, I miss uh, all the guys at FTD, I miss the AFM family, I miss, um, Suzanne Morrissey at, uh, at uh, trackside massage. I chatted with her a little bit on, on uh, Facebook last night and you know, her main practice is shut down and her, you know, cause she's a massage therapist by, by trade. And then she does the track massage as well. And she's, you know, she's shut down. She's got no income. Um, and there's so many people, you know, they're not spending. Uh, we can't sell track days that aren't happening. We can't sell seats on motorcycles that aren't happening. We can't go and ride and coach at track days that aren't happening. We can't race at race rounds that aren't happening. And therefore all the vendors like me and, and Suzanne and Aliki at venom and, uh, Oscar at race pace, motorsports and Chris at CT racing and all these, these vendors that I, you know, that I work with and that I know who that is their livelihood going to the racetrack, selling parts, selling tires, selling services, selling goods is their livelihood. And it's, it's starting to stress us out a little bit. Starting to stress out. Uh, starting to stress out my, the wife. You know, she's the finance side of Feel Like a Pro. She's the finance side of the Malbehaved Racing Experience, and she's starting to freak out. And so we're having to really sit down and and you know what's the long play. So we've uh, shut down reservations. We're not going to take any new reservations, uh, just because we don't want to be in the hole. We don't want to be in the hole for having credits for future events that we. Can't sell seats for, and, and everybody's like, "Well, you know, take money now, take money now." The problem is that the money we take now. So, say I sell gift cards. Say I let you reserve a, a an event that might happen, and then I have to give you a credit for it. Well, you, yeah, it's money in the bank now. But when you turn around and use that credit in August or use that credit next April, what that means is that I can't sell that seat in August or next April. And so, no matter what, every event that cancels is. Um, you know, we have a right now, I won't give you the exact number, but we have an average number of motorcycles that we sell or rent at every event and we're not getting that. And it's, it's challenging and yeah, we're having a hard time figuring out, uh, where we're at. We will be okay. Feel like a pro will be okay, we'll get through it. Um, Behave racing experience, man, I'm, I'm jonesing to get on a motorcycle. I want to ride so bad, but here's why I'm not. Um, I think I said it in the last podcast, I didn't know I did in, and I actually got into a little bit of a, little bit of a pissing match with a guy on Facebook about it. we got a bunch of guys out, uh, ripping around Lake Berryessa. And if you, you know, in Northern California, if you're a NorCal person, Berryessa is a pretty common place for, it's got some decent roads, but the problem is that it's heavily patrolled. It's dirty all the time. Uh, It's got a lot of blind corners, guardrails, traffic, and it's just not really a good safe place to go and ride fast. Um, when I was stationed at Travis Air Force Base, we had one or two people a year killed at Barryessa out on sport bikes or Harleys or whatever. And at one point in time, the commander of the base actually considered making it an out of bounds area for motorcycling. So I see a bunch of guys up ripping and posting videos of like, you know, all kinds of crap up there and taking pictures. And they're obviously not six feet apart. You can see it in the photo. Um, so they're not respecting social distancing, they're not respecting safe practices. And if you crash there, you know, you're going to have to be transported to the ambulance. They're probably going to take you to the nearest trauma center, which is going to be Kaiser right there in Fairfield or Vacaville. I have a friend that works there in the ER. And it's, you know, that's the last place you want to be. The last place you do not want to stretch our uh, already stretched emergency medical resources to by you being a, a dumbass. You just don't want to do it. Now is not the time there's going to be plenty of times to go out and you know go full squidward and be a complete idiot on the street later now is not the time to go out and and do you know max speed highway poles and and go out and see if you can drag your knee on, on going around Barry it's it's just not the right time which is really challenging for me cuz i got a really a really nice offer a really you know an exclusive invite to come and do some dirt riding in a private area and with a really select group of guys and I really really wanted to do it but I would have felt like a complete hypocrite I would have felt like a complete hypocrite going out and riding dirt bikes when I'm telling everybody else that we really need to stay at home and be safe and not take additional risk it's, it's hard for me because my therapy is my PTSD therapy is throttle therapy and I'm not getting any I am not getting any throttle therapy and it is it's bugging add on to that I, uh, because the VA is essentially shut down unless you're an emergent case, uh, they allowed my medication to lapse. So, uh, um, I do for my PTSD, I do take a mood stabilizer and they allowed my prescription to to lapse because I hadn't seen my doctor. I was due for an appointment and they canceled my appointment because it was non-emergent. And what ended up happening is I had a five day gap in my medication. So those of you that know anything about that type of medication, when you go off of it, you drop hard. Um, and so I went from, you know, having pretty much, you know, a normal life to off my meds, isolated at home, not being able to ride motorcycles, um, not being able to see my students and my kids and hang out and, and teach and mentor and and get that social interaction that I thrive on to being, to having that all taken away. And Oh yeah, by the way, the meds are gone wow, you want to talk about trial. And oh yeah, by the way, um, locked in a house with my wife 24 seven, love her to death. But anytime you're with somebody 24 hours a day, it becomes a challenge. So all that spiraled into, I was not in a good place. And so I took some time, uh, got my meds back finally after about five days off. And then when you start back up, it's like, whoa, holy crap. Um, but Took some time to myself, uh, started getting up at a normal time versus just sleeping. So I started setting an alarm clock. I'd get up and I'd run by myself. Uh by doing it early, there's less traffic. I just got up and started uh, every other day I'd hit the mountain bike trails by myself, found some new cool trails that I can't wait to show my friends once we're uh, off you know quarantine. And but this PTSD is uh PTSD and isolation for me are a problem. Now a lot of people will self-isolate on PTSD for me, it's the opposite. It's, it's, uh, it's been a real trial. It's been a real challenge for me. My motivation to do my school work, my grad school work is next to nothing, uh, to top it all off. You know, uh, the classes that I'm taking are all project-based the projects this semester, I'm taking a facilitation class and a uh, learning system design class. And when, <laughs> when you can't meet with groups, you can't really facilitate when you can't, teach lessons and you can't teach classes, what good is it planning or doing learning system design? So I felt that the entire semester was lost. Uh, I did lose my, my one facilitation project. It was gone. I was halfway done with it, if not further along, and then it was gone. So I started another one. I created another project and uh, that one got about four or five days in and the, the people I was working with virtually said, nah, this isn't really what we want to do so here I am three and a half weeks from the end of the semester trying to restart a pro, uh, project that's supposed to be nine weeks long holy crap talk about stress and flail and honestly I don't want to do it but I have to I've got to figure out a way to motivate myself to get past this so I say all that to say this corona COVID-19 lockdown quarantine is testing all of us it's testing me it's testing you it's testing our patients it's testing our relationships. It's testing our immune systems. It's testing our dogs. Our dogs are so freaking confused. They they're like about four o'clock every day. They're like dog walk time because they're so used to getting on on a dog walk that it's time to go. You know, I threw all three dogs in the truck even though I was driving five minutes down the road to go to the RV storage place yesterday just because like oh my god we're going on a truck ride yay and that was the highlight of their day. Um, top it all off this weekend in Northern California, is raining. So you can't leave the house at all except for to go work out or walk or recreate in your local neighborhood. And oh yeah, by the way, it's pissing down rain. So you don't want to go out anyway. So we took isolation and ratcheted it up a little bit. Now, if you are one of those people out there that listen to this, that is suffering from PTSD, depression, anxiety, or issues, and you are struggling through this like I am, uh, feel free to reach out. You can email me at ryan at feellikeapro.com or malbehaved, M-A-L-B-H-V-D at gmail.com. And, uh, let me know, reach out. Let me know how you're doing. Uh, if I'm not a, not a therapist, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a counselor. I'm just a dude who understands what it is to have your brain scrambled, um, i've been coming through like you know i said on on the last podcast i got rear-ended my mini cooper right as this whole thing was starting i ended up in the er and i realized that was why i wanted to make a commitment to not ride why this was happening um that little accident gave me another concussion yay more brain damage and as i'm coming through all of this as i'm coming through all of this stuff i was starting to have a little bit of a pity party and then i realized that uh there's no place for it. I am healthy relatively. I'm happy relatively. I have a wife that loves me, a son that loves me. I have income uh, because you know I have a good contract and I have a good job. Not all you guys have that. Um and if you're struggling, let me know. Reach out because uh, there are resources, uh, especially if you're in Northern California, Sacramento area, and I can help you get food through the school district. If you're legitimately out of food, out of money, out of work, let us know. We will find a way to help you. We will find a way to, to take care of your needs. Um, I miss you guys all. I miss my track family. I miss my riding family. I miss my racing family. Um, I've got my little family unit here, you know, the three dogs, the oldest crap cat, my awesome son, Hayden, and my lovely wife, Michelle, we're all locked down here at the Peterson Manor. feel like a pro garage and compound, but doesn't mean I don't miss all you guys. So stay well, stay healthy, stay home. And we will see you uh, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, whenever this ends. Uh, if you have some, uh, stuff you'd like me to talk about, um, some more racing stuff, uh, I'm gonna start trying to cover, I don't know, there's no racing to cover, you know, I could talk about Ianoni and MotoGP, his, uh, drug test suspension came down 18 months for drug, do- uh, for doping, um, how do you feel about that? Shoot me a text message or hit me up on, uh, malbehave racing experience at facebook and let's let's discuss that let's figure out what you guys think about ianoni um what are some other things that you want to talk about you know you want to talk about uh, the ceo of harley davidson getting fired well with you know that's that's not racing related ryan well sure it is because we got the bagger cup coming up and harley davidson the way whichever direction harley davidson goes so does the industry so maybe we want to talk about that um I'm working on trying to get some call-in guests because uh, you guys are probably getting sick and tired of just listening to me talk. I want to hear from somebody else. So let's uh, if you're interested in being a, a call-in guest, uh, we can work that out. I'm working on getting a new soundboard, getting some uh, recording stuff taken care of so that we can mix in some call-ins. But let's find a way to create a social network around the podcast and around uh, the Malibu Racing experience and feel like a pro. Until then, keep the rubber side down, shiny side up. Oh, wait, don't ride. Stay at home and stay healthy. Talk to you later.